Yeah. All right, we're good. Ho! This, this is uh, Fresher here. And this is Parlance. This is episode number five. I was going to say in Spanish, but I forgot how. Cinco. Cinco. Episode number Cinco. Um, well, I'm pretty excited. Uh, we have a logo. Yeah, I mean, it's mediocre, but it's something. Yeah, it's showing up. Like, it pops up right there on my little, my name right there, the parlance. I mean, it needs to be cropped maybe a little bit better, but I'm pretty excited about this. It's We're getting there. One Week by week, we will week be... Week by week. Yeah, week by it's week. action. We're men of action. <laughs> um, well, let's just get right into it, Jeremy. I know we, we don't have a super... Oh, what's that? Oh, my God. This is uh, Fresher here. And this is Parlance. You're play- I can hear you playing it in the background. I'm not playing it background. Uh, Are you playing it? Oh, yeah, probably it's me, dude. That's totally the delay. Number <laughs> was it me or you? Whoa, that was crazy. All right, we're back. Hey, I got... Um... It was you, huh? So Technical I, difficulties. Yeah, it was me, I guess. I don't know how that happened because I have my headphones on. Oh, yeah. So, I don't have headphones on. Yeah. I already got a, a a question and answer from someone on that's watching. Oh, my goodness. Who? What does it say? It's, it, uh, <laughs> it's, from, it's from Kevin Wan. It says, <laughs> how many poops a day do you poop? Which I feel is a good question, but we're not gonna we're gonna start with that. I'll, we could get into that a little later. We actually had a conversation about that today. It's um, yeah, it's not a bad topic. I mean, poop. Yeah, poop. <laughs> so let's let's quickly do. Some people like do. to call it shit. <laughs> people like to talk about shit. Um, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's well, you know, when if you're watching this, and then you also just like to watch shit. So that's good too. Oh. All right, let's do week of review, Jeremy. Let's quickly get into this. Let's say, what did you do this week? Anything exciting? What did I do this week? Yeah. Um, you'd think I'd be prepared, but uh, nothing big, I suppose. I had a pretty uneventful week, I I think. We went to we went to dinner earlier today. That's fresh in my memory. That is fresh. I'm still digesting that. That was an impromptu meetup. You know, I actually realized that I forgot my uh, to-go box on the table. Oh, no. But whatever. It's not like you liked it anyway, those vegetarian... It things. was mediocre. I liked... My meal was fantastic. Yours looked like the best, but I still disagree that it was called a cheesesteak when it doesn't have cheese or steak on it. Yeah, so the... Uh, <laughs> talk some shit. That's, that's what's coming on. Talk some shit, please. Um... The, uh, I feel like that is a classic vegan vegetarian place where they take words. And we were talking about this at the table. So if it's like a steak, but it's not really steak, they'll call it S T A K E steak, like a, a steak sandwich, or chicken C H I C K apostrophe N, or or maybe even not have like an I in there. It'll just be C H K apostrophe N. Um, so uh, I, I think that's a common... I, now I'm getting, like, messaged. This is, like, very complicated. If we ever have a fan base, I don't even know if I'd be able to multitask like this. <laughs> we, need um, a, we need an intern. <laughs> we do need it. We're taking applications for interns. We are taking applications from interns. 
Um, so yeah, I, that's a common thing. I know you don't like it. I don't particularly like it, and I think it's catering to the non-vegetarian who goes to a vegetarian place. Yeah. Uh, but it would be confusing if it was like mac and cheese, and they didn't call it mac and cheese. They just called. I mean, it there's mac. not mac or cheese in there. I well, there's definitely macaroni in there. I, I guess. Um, anyway, so I you know I think I this has been a pretty big week for entertainment stuff. I think. Well, I mean, there was that award show that you wanted to talk about. I did. I wanted to talk about the Golden Globes. I did. Hey, wait, the... but first, you didn't talk about your week. Oh well, let's see. Uh, I watched some stuff on TV, um, which I'll talk about in a little bit later. Well, I was excited that there were more shows on again. Like Archer started again. That was exciting. Oh, it did. I didn't even. Yeah, there's a new Archer. All right. So, all right. This is very important. I think we have to do. We have to devote. Each each week we have to devote a, at least a few minutes to recap um, the latest episode of Archer. That's true. I mean, it's a really good show. It looks like the season's going to be amazing. It's already started off with a bang. Okay, well, I haven't watched it yet. I didn't realize it had... Is it on F- FXX or FX? Uh, I don't really know, I guess. I guess it doesn't really matter. I think I, I just can... watched it on like the website or whatever. Got it. All right. Well, I'll make sure to watch that because I don't want to. I missed out on the last season entirely. What? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I know. Just I've had it. I I was like I'm gonna watch them on DVR and then or whatever on uh, on demand and then they phased it out. So I have to wait till it comes back onto Netflix, which it may or may not um, be there. Uh, when you know it it goes away and then I don't know if Netflix actually is up to date because there's this weird uh, a gray window or window where uh, the show is like kind of like been off the air, but it's not yet been enough time to make it onto Netflix, and you kind of, and then you have to kind of record the current season and then hope that Netflix eventually releases that show so that or wherever so that you can catch up and then watch the DVR version. I, this is like that. That sounds way too complicated. I know. Well, it's it's the black window of modern television. For instance. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just download it too. Yeah, but I don't do that. I don't. I don't pirate. You mean legally download? Uh, probably. Yeah. See, I don't want. I refuse to pay on an. I won't pay. That's I already true. pay. I pay for cable. I pay for Netflix. I pay for uh, all of these things. I shouldn't have to pay uh, for something that I'm ultimately going to get in. Six I mean the. I use the. I use the Xfinity website, which works. All right, I guess. There's a lot of shows on there. There are a lot of shows, but here's what I was saying. So Arrow. Here's a great example. Arrow. That CW show, I we I briefly touched upon it last week, saying, "Oh my gosh, 22 episodes! That's overwhelming. I can't watch 22 episodes." Um, and here's the reason why. Now I'm like, "Oh, I really want to watch it." But I, if I get past the 22nd episode and then want to start the current season, which is currently airing right now on CW, like not right now as we speak, but like in this time frame, like this I would. Season. There's a current yeah, season. There's a current season. Yes. I, the, the first, like, six episodes or eight episodes are unattainable, and uh, well, at least through legal means, because, unless you want to purchase them on a per-episode basis or buy, like, a season pass or whatever, because they, like, even Xfinity.com or On Demand, like, after, like, let's say six weeks, they just, that, that one goes off. So, like, episode one went away after episode seven came on or something like that. So, like, it, it's, it staggers it. So if you miss, like, the first portion of a season... Yeah, you have no recourse. You have no way of watching it. It's like there's this black hole of television. There's that does big... suck. Yeah, uh, or so you have to kind of hope for like a marathon, hope for a rerun, and who has time to like 
like look for reruns. But like most people, I think, like me, will just wait till it comes on Netflix again, and then hopefully record the third season if there is a third season of Arrow, so that you have that in the queue. So if you finish the second season on Netflix, you can immediately you know catch up. Um, I think that was basically the idea behind Netflix releasing their whole seasons at once. I think that that uh, the um, Arrested Development was the first one to do that. I think wasn't it? Well, Arrested Development. There was a show with um, uh, that took. Um, I, but it's basically that idea because Lily Hammer was the like, first. I, don't, I just want to wait for it to be over, and they're going to watch the whole thing at once. Yeah, it's called binge viewing. So like the binge viewing is like the 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 you know the. Um, the common phraseology for, or vernacular for that. I think the cool kids call it BV. BV? Maybe not, I don't know. But that sounds... We could start that. sounds more like a disease. Yeah, (laughs) or a wine, because there is a BV winery. Is there? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, so, anyway, I think Lilyhammer was the first to do that. It was featuring one of the characters from Sopranos. It was like the first... Well, I think it was the first Netflix original. I could be wrong in that regard. I think you're wrong. Okay. You need to check. Check your I'm, facts, Peter. I, I, well, I know it came up before Arrested Development. Um, and uh, I I like binge viewing, but I, I don't have no... It's hard to... I mean, who could do, like, I don't know, eight episodes or whatever, seven episodes. Or, that's a lot of time. That's a commitment that I don't think a lot of people could do. So they say binge viewing, but really what they mean is you have access to the season and you could watch it essentially all at once or as you wish, which I think is really, it should be called like as you wish programming because it's like... <laughs> I think that could be like a good marketing thing. Yeah. As you wish. Yeah. How would you, what would you name your as you wish DVR? Seems like there should be something for that. What do you mean my as you wish DVR? Like what do you, like marketing wise? Yeah. I mean the same way that like Apple comes out with retina display and just a bunch of different words for things. Oh, you mean the wish maker? Yeah, the or the wish, uh, yeah, the wish him a call it, <laughs> wish him a call it. <laughs> so I I I love I I like having access to everything all at once, and it's actually an interesting topic. So I you know we can touch about the Golden Globes and we can talk about the Academy Award nominations, which mean a lot to a lot of people. And normally I get really pumped about this, but I have not seen any movies this year, so um, I just I did want to briefly touch upon some things. And well, uh, do it because I totally didn't watch them and don't know anything about it. Uh, well, the first. Oh, I did hear some stuff, but mostly from you. Right. Well, okay. So the Golden Globes are by far the best award show. Are they? They're not the most important. Which one's the most important? The Academy Awards are the most important. Oh, oh, oh. Right. Do all the same people go to both of them? No, so the Golden Globes is like TV and movies. No, but I mean the people going. No, because TV actors don't go to the Academy Awards unless they were in a movie, which they aren't because they're TV actors. Oh, I see. So like, well, anyways, so yeah. uh, like the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine who won Best Actor in a Comedy Series, uh, Andy Samberg. Samberg. Yeah, Andy Samberg. Yeah, so he won. Like, he's not going to be at the Academy Awards. Oh, why not? Because he's not a t- he's a TV star. He's not a movie star. And I don't care what you say. That movie he made, where he was like a stunt bike guy, like that. Was, he even that year he wasn't at the Academy Awards. I don't think he was invited. Um, so my point was, the Golden Globes are interesting for a number of reasons. One is there's it's a mix of both TV and movies. Two, it's an open bar, so like the it's like people are rowdy, 
You mean like they can drink as much as they want type open bar? Right. The Academy Awards is like it's like a show where you're seated like a theater and you're everyone's facing the crowd. Golden Globes is like circle tables uh, with booze and food, and it's kind of a longer, uh, you know, it's, and it, it's just a little bit more informal. And when they come out of commercial breaks, there's like this. Le- everyone's like unruly and drunk, so there's like really? a mur- no, there's, yeah, there's like. There's I guess like that a, is kind of cool. There's like a murmur in the crowd, so like the first presenter... Um, crowd murmurs? Yeah, the first presenter is, has to kind of like ease the crowd back into the fact that this thing is live and on air. So it's... it's I, I like it for that aspect, and... Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I've got some Jeff... Jeff's uh, hanging out for a second here. Um, <laughs> so we have uh, for the JJs. I'm, yeah, I don't so there know. is a, you know... He's a guest. We have a guest, Morgan Harkness. Hi, Morgan. Welcome to the show. Um, so, uh, so anyway, as like I said, I can't multitask. I should just shut it off. I can't do it. Um, the, You're like so, message us, but we're not checking. So, yeah, well, I feel <laughs> like it'll be yourself. better. It'll be better when I say, you know, like, what was your favorite moment of the Golden Globes? If you watch them. Just let put us in the Q and A, and we we'll, we'll, it needs to be like a text thing, like all those TV shows do. Text three if your answer is so- <laughs> yeah, like the voice, and then we could be like, you know, you ever do that? They always do this thing, you know, like three, three. So uh, <laughs> my favorite moment of the Golden Globes was Jacqueline Bissett. Okay, she wins for I don't even know what. It doesn't even matter, right? And she's a. a I don't know what she's drunk or whatever, and I wish we had this was like a clip show or whatever. But like, I know, she, we gotta get we gotta get the, the clip setup working. I know she just s- sat there and, and was quiet for a good thirty seconds, maybe forty seconds, dead, just dead TV, just her looking at a mic, and then like started saying some weird stuff about I don't even know what, and then thank the uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press for nominating her as best newcomer 40 years ago and then not recognizing her again for another 40 years and then said some other stuff and then walked away and like said some weird statement I don't I wish I had I should have put the transcript down and then walked away and I was like that was great I was like it was so awkward I was telling Kat to fast forward I was like you I can't handle it fast forward it's it's making me uncomfortable <laughs> you didn't even watch it live no well no I watched it so I I watched it uh staggered uh, so I could fast forward through the commercials. Oh yeah. So it actually we caught up right as the thing ended. So we staggered it like a, about an hour and ten minutes, and um, and we finished right as the program ended. Anyway, as it turns out, she was drunk and she apologized the next day. She was like, she apologized. Oh. She apologized. She said she had an empty stomach, and she had too much to drink. Huh. And uh, the. The other thing that was really interesting is that they, they you know, it's not like I said in, in the Academy Awards. It's like a like a theater, like you're going to a show, right? So yeah, it's, like it's Rose all and, fancy or whatever. They're still fancy though, right? Right. Well, these are like circular tables, right? But I don't know who did the planning this year, and I think it's like TV side on one side and movies on the other side. Um, but the tables were really close together, and some of the nominees were like way in the back. They had to like all fight their way to the front. And so stuff. like they, I think people did the calculations and they said that there was something like 19 or like 30, like 19 minutes or something, of, of people walking. Like of the three-hour show, 19 minutes was comprised of people walking to the stairs and trying to find their way, 
like through the crap, like the tight squeezes, and it was just yeah. Was, and, I, I, that's, and that's kind of what I like about it. And there were some mess ups, there were some miscues. Um, at one point, like two, I, I'm not sure who came out, but it was like it, they put the teleprompter for the wrong. It was the wrong people, so they didn't. They were just essentially. Oh, it was um, what's his face from um. Uh, the chubby kid who lost a lot of weight and then gained it. Uh, not Seth Rogen. Um, Andy. Uh, no. The, the, whatever his name is. No, the he's been it. He was in uh, uh, all super bad. The chunky kid. I don't. Anyway. No, I thought that was uh, that guy. I don't know. Anyway, don't he know. was just nominated for an Academy Award, which I wanted to get to. Um, I'm I'm looking up at the list right now because I I the spacing. If anyone knows the name, quickly post it up there. But he was just nominated for a supporting actor, um, Jonah Hill. Jonah oh, Hill Jonah comes, Hill. Yeah, yeah, Jonah comes. Jonah Hill comes up on stage, and he's like, "Uh, yeah. So this is supposed to be for Aaron Eckhart. No joke. I don't know what to say." So let's oh, just, you mean that they they called the wrong person up? No, they just put the wrong stuff, and then someone ran up stage. You know, because they have to read off, they have to present something. Someone ran, it was like literally from a spiral binder. You could see yeah. where they ripped it out. <laughs> and they handed them a sheet of paper with like the ripped, torn spiral binder pieces on it, and they read the nominees for whatever award that they were doing. So anyway, I, 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 thought, um, I thought the host, which was, uh, the, which was um, Amy Poehler and um, the 30, 30 Rock, the main woman, oh my gosh. You mean Tina Fey? Tina Fey, yeah, they were the two hosts. And I thought they did a really good job. I thought they uh, they did a little lampooning at the beginning of the show, uh, not quite as risque or um, uh, a, li- a little more uh, off-putting. That like Ricky Gervais had had done this a couple times, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Did he yeah. host it before? I think he had hosted it like not last year, but maybe the previous two or three. And um, and so they did some lampooning. And uh, but there was like some notable. Here's the weirdest thing. So Woody Allen won Lifetime Achievement Award, and he didn't even show up. He like I know. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. That's messed up. Yeah. So Diane Keaton accepted on his behalf, and I guess like Mia Farrow and his um and his her her son were were attacking Woody on on Twitter. Say essentially calling him a, a like a rapist and a, like a, because apparently which it was thrown out of court I you know I'm not saying he is or not but that's what they said they said that he raped their their sister or something and uh, hmm. on top of that he did marry the his stepdaughter I don't know these stories but it sounds like drama yeah well I know and he's like eighty something I think and he's directed like I don't even know I feel like he does like one or two movies a year, and he's still 80. And he writes and directs them. So, you know, if you're going to say anything about him, it's like he has the ability, lasting power, to be to remain relevant, uh, you know, after like 40 years of being in the entertainment industry, including his, well, some of his actors were nominated in his latest movie. Um, What's his latest movie? Blue Velvet or Blue Violet or something like that, or Blue Orchid. Um they were just nominated, like um, Kate Blanchett, Blue Jasmine, pardon me. Uh, she was nominated for an Academy Award today. So, good for him. I mean, I don't know about all of the shadiness, and I know there is shadiness, and there's things that are spoken and things that are unspoken. Um, but yeah, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, he didn't show up. That's the thing. Was that the most controversial part of the Golden Globes? uh, No, I mean, the most controversial part, I think, would probably be that and also, um, not controversial, but, like, weird, like, Leonardo DiCaprio won for Best Comedy. Oh, yeah. You'd like, mentioned yeah. that. I thought yeah. that. I think that's the only thing that I've quoted, trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about to someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, and and as it turns out today, he was nominated for best actor in a leading role, and no specific genre. You know, Academy Awards doesn't do that genre crap. Golden Globes try to throw in a whole thing: best comedy, best music with musical, uh, best drama. You know, they just like nominate everyone because it's like Hollywood foreign press. They just want to suck up to. TV and movie. They just want to get as many people in a room as possible for the biggest yeah. drunken, drunken party. I mean, it's, it's a good idea. I agree. So uh, let's quickly, I mean, we keep it on it. This is award season. People like it. I used to live and breathe this stuff when I was in film school. I thought about it all the time. I was like, God, I want to win an Academy Award. Um, I once We could win an Academy Award for our show. Oh, wait, no. It'd no. have to be a Golden Globe. A Golden, or a Grammy. No, not a uh, We could a, win a Webby. An, a Webby. I would love a Webby. <laughs> you uh, what? I, who wouldn't want a Webby? I want a Webby. I, I think that I think that we got a Webby at um, at uh, Game House or whatever. Yeah. So think of the standards for that and let's exceed that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'd be that difficult. <laughs> I think it, I think how Webbies are given out is is like, did you register? Yeah, I know, right? For like <laughs> some sort of genre, like best parla- fresher in parlance show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can invent a category. I know, um, right? So I'm going to quickly go through this. Here's the things, like, I first off, I saw one movie of the best movies, best picture nominations. I saw one out of nine. So clearly I'm out of touch, but it was Gravity. Super I saw Gravity. Touch, Peter. Jeez. I saw Gravity. I do want to see Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Nebraska, as a Seattle native, Jeremy, you should root for Nebraska because it was... Um, What's it have to do with Seattle? The writer of it was from that 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 show, Almost Live. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. That's it? That's, yeah, well, I mean... Which is Nebraska? Well, no, Nebraska is the... He is the, uh, the screenwriter of that movie. He was oh, but ad- I mean, like... Wait, is the movie... I don't know that movie. Is it about Nebraska or is it about someone named Nebraska? It's about a, a, an a older man who wins a million dollars and goes on a road in Nebraska from some lottery and has to drive to Nebraska, and that's the name of the movie. To, huh. to wit, to claim the prize. But my point is, as a Seattle resident or a Pacific Northwesterner, we do have a uh, you know a stake in that race because this guy who wrote Nebraska, the screenwriter, is a Seattle re- or native and resident, and is a pseudo celebrity. I-, I wasn't around for when that show was really popular, almost live, but I know it was pretty popular at one point. They in time. tried to redo something, but I don't think it caught on. Yeah, just recently, and it's just, and that guy's on that show as well. So he is also on that, still on. He's part of that remaining crew. I didn't think it was that good. I saw like half episode. Got it. Okay. Well, I've never watched like a minute of it, so I don't know. Not even sixty seconds. Not even sixty seconds. Not even. No, I haven't. So I just want to quickly let's go through this because I don't want to spend too much time on this stuff. Uh, it's a couple things. Uh, one, I like Matthew McConaughey. I also love Leonardo DiCaprio. They both were nominated for two two role like for but the But you like Leonardo DiCaprio more than McConaughey? Um I that's a tough call. If you said Peter, you have to pick to hang out with one. Well, you did say that you loved DiCaprio. I do love DiCaprio as an actor, but not as like someone I want to go hang out with. You wouldn't want to hang out with him? 
No, I'd rather. I'm just cool. saying. I want to hang out with him. I want to hang out with Matthew McConaughey. That's cool. That's what I'm saying. So if I had to pick someone to hang out with, matter of fact, I'm gonna go through the list of people and I'm gonna pick the winners by who I want to hang out with. Matthew I think that's Mc... a super valid way to do it. Matthew McConaughey for best actor. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm gonna go with. I don't know. This is a tough one. Amy Adams. I like how you're trying to go fast, and now you're all like, I don't know how to do this. It's too Sandra simple. Bullock. Who would you rather hang out with? Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Amy Adams, Judy Dench, or Meryl Streep? Uh, I don't know. I only recognize two of those names. Well, then pick one from there, because clearly you can't hang out with people you don't know. And I don't remember who the second name that I know is. Okay, I think I would like to hang out with Sandra Bullock. That's the only one that I like can put a face to the name. Uh, Amy Adams is a close second, only because I love um, the uh, that there's a, a movie called Walk Hard, and she was in that movie, and I'd probably just like to pick her brain about working on that movie. Hmm. Um, How, what was the last one that you said? Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah, what's she in? in the, oh, yeah, August, colon, Osage County. That's a terrible title, by the way. I don't know how that got past so many people. Anything with a colon in it, and if it's not a sci-fi movie... It should not be made. Has there been any movies that have semicolons in them? Because that seems interesting. That's a great question. I don't know. I wonder if it was nominated for Best Picture. It I don't could think be... you can search it. I don't know if you can search for a semicolon. I don't think... <laughs> Maybe if you wildcard it. Maybe if we had a database and wildcard <laughs> yeah. it. Um, All right, well, how about the next thing? Jonah Hill, Bradley Cooper, Michael Fassbender, Jared Leto. I, I'm going to... Or Buckhard Abdi. He's the guy... Um, this is for the actor in a supporting role. Uh, Bakard Abdi is his like, first role ever. He was like in Captain Phillips. He plays the guy who's like, I am the captain now. I'm sure you've seen that. I don't know it. It's Tom Hanks. He's a captain of a, of a freight liner that gets like taken over by Somali pirates. I don't think I saw it. Well, I know you didn't see it, but you had, the trailers were everywhere. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I, I'm not that up on movies and... And whatnot. Bradley Cooper. I'd rather hang out with Bradley Cooper. I'd hang out with you guys. There you go. See that's it. Bradley <laughs> Cooper would be a fun, fun thing. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Julia Roberts. I don't know any of these other people. June Squibb, Sally Hawkins, Lapita Nyong'o. So wait, what are you listing again? These are these are people nominated for things. Like, oh, just nominated. Oh, wait, they didn't win anything. Well, they, no, just being nominated is a win. So this is for the, which one? For the Academy Awards. Oh, we're not talking about the Golden Globes anymore. No, that's gone. We're past okay. that. Okay. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, I'm right. sorry if you were confused. I was. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gone through actor, actress, supporting actor, and we're now doing supporting actress. Who you pick to win, rather with who you would rather hang out with. And by the way, if you disagree with any of us, I know we have one viewer right now. Let me let us know. I I'm t this one I could actually deal with. Like. Supporting actress, I want to hang out with Jennifer Lawrence. And I don't even like her that much, but like I could talk about The Hunger Games, maybe. Oh, is that who's in The Hunger Games? Yeah. She seems all right, I guess. I didn't see that yet. Uh, it's all right. I mean, I, I want to see the second movie. I, I really like the books, uh, but... I wanted know. to see the second movie, but I thought I want to watch the first one first, and I haven't done that yet. Got it. Got it. All right, so but, that's pretty much it for the people. Oh, wait, here's, I guess, one more. I mean, makeup, you're not going to... Who would you rather hang out with? The, the director, David O. Russell, who did 
Um, he's done a lot of, of good movies, uh, but this was for American Hustle. Um, Gravity's director, Alfonso Cuaron, Alexander Payne of Nebraska, Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Stay, or Martin Scorsese, The Wolf of Wall Street? I don't know. Well, I'm gonna, I, I went to NYU, so I have to go with The Wolf of Wall Street. Because Martin yeah, Scorsese, I mean, I like that guy's name the best, and he sounds familiar. Well, he's directed, like, literally probably 20 movies that you've seen. No, maybe cool. not 20, 10. Um, I like that. Movies I've seen. Raging Bull. Mm. You ever see Raging Bull? No, I never saw no. that. All right, we need to get off the movie topic, because it seems like you don't, you don't know much about the movies. I don't really know anything about movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, I just wanted to touch upon it. It's a big day. There was a lot of snubs. People were, like, aghast that uh, Oprah wasn't nominated. Oprah? That, yeah, was Robert or was? Was not Wait, nominated. Wait, did she have a movie? She was in uh, The Butler, Lee Daniels' The Butler. The Butler? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know it. It was about the White House butler who was uh, African-American. Wait, was Oprah the butler? No, Oprah was, like, the wife of the butler. Oh, huh. That's weird. Yeah, so was this about race and 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 segregation and how the butler was a uh, African American guy who like lived through all these presidencies while all this crazy race stuff was happening in, during the during the during that period. Cool. Um, and then uh, who else was snubbed? Oh, Tom Hanks was snubbed. 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 But hasn't he already like won Hella? I know, but there's he has one, but everyone says he's really great in Captain Phillips. Is that it? That's cool. So I don't know. I haven't seen it. Can't attest to it. But those were the three snubs. Twitter's going crazy about snubs. This. What's Snub. the hashtag for that? Hashtag snub. Hashtag Oprah didn't get in. I don't know. Something like hashtag that. Hashtag Oprah didn't get it. Yeah, I think that's. It should be. Uh, yeah, we can review. I we gotta talk. This is a hot button topic, and we almost had a special secret guest to come on and talk about it. This was like With a big... The, the figure skating thing? Yes, the figure skating thing. Oh my gosh. You guys were talking about it forever at work. I wasn't talking about forever. Oh yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, it was uh, those other guys. I literally just... I had a lit cigarette, and I threw it into a dry field, and I just let it burn. <laughs> I think that's a pretty accurate description of... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's been going on multiple days. It's still going on. It's, it's easy still... to flash start that fire again, just like, so how about that skating thing? <laughs> so uh, the, the, the story, and I don't have the, the, the names. I, I should have put them down. I have notes for the show. But the bottom line is one of our best skaters fell twice in the U.S. championships, finished fourth, and missed qualifying out for the Olympics. And the third place skater uh, was determined after the fact, like the next day, that they were going to boot out the person who actually qualified, third place, who was the only girl in all three places that actually had Olympic experience. They got rid of her. And by the way, it's not like she just showed up. She came in fourth in the last Olympics in Vancouver. It's not like she was just like on the team. She came that's in fourth. Good, right? Yeah, that's pretty. Do I mean, no, it's like it's like first last place, right? Because three is. <laughs> It's but the like, first, last place. Yeah. It's like, it, it, yeah, you might as well come in 10th, I guess, if you come in 4th, because you're not getting it. But anyway, she was just missed the medal stand. They threw her off the team in favor of this other girl, um, and people have been just going bonkers. Because they're I, not going off of actual skill. 
They're go well, are they? They're just going off of Well, that's the that's the crux of it, I would think. Right. And I personally feel like the the person who came in third in the championships should be on the team and continue to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so too. But the, the hot topic for why we were talking about it before is because the fourth place person is just like a blonde girl and the third place one was an Asian chick. Yes. And they think that they just picked the blonde one because the other one was Asian. Right, well, and as it turns out, I think all three girls that qualified are blonde now. Yeah. They're all blonde so, white girls, yeah. That was the controversy that was uh, stirring. They pick her just because she was a blonde chick, even though she didn't actually qualify. Right, and as it turns out, apparently she's also sponsored by Nike. Oh, yeah, the corporate part of it, too. How much sway do they have in the figure skating um, decision process? Right, and NBC's stake in having a story around this girl who's apparently, you know... I mean, she's apparently more marketable. I don't understand how she could be more marketable when the Asian girl that they they didn't bring through was fourth place. Like, what's better than that? A redemption story, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... I don't know. It seems like they should just totally do it off of place. I don't know why they picked the other one. They didn't even give a reason, did they? Uh, they said that they gave that... The, the person that they put, put in and th- that gave them, them being the U.S., the best chance at Olympic medals. Hmm. But not based on performance that they've seen. Not based on performance from that event, but based on her, like... Previous? Total, like, her total performance over the last, like, two or three years. She's, she's like, two-time reigning U.S. national champ, like, national champion. The girl that fell twice. So it's not, like... She's choked. She's never choked like this under pressure. I mean, the egg is going to be on their face if she falls in the Olympics. Like, I know that would be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I, hot topic. Hot topic. It is a hot topic, and uh, we need a graphic for hot topic. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we need lots of graphics, actually, <laughs> not just for that one. I all right. So uh, here's the thing. I on Friday evening. I uh, this is like. So, was it Friday? Yeah, so the day after last week's show, I watched Fast and Furious 6. Oh, yeah, you were saying it was pretty good. No, it was not good. Or was it horrible? No, it was not It was not horrible, but it was not good. Uh, you know what? It was bordering on horrible. I mean, it wasn't barfy bad, but it was, or like, actually... So which one did you say was the best? Because I hadn't seen any of them, and I just remember you saying, like, oh, no, some, like one of them was good or whatever. Uh, look, I've watched maybe them once or twice each, maybe. Uh, some, maybe two. I remember, and, and f- I thought f- five. I thought five was the best. Five was the best? And that was the last, the last one. And then there's the sixth one, okay? And this one, like... I was talking to some friends, and they were like, oh, yeah, I liked it. I could suspend my beliefs on some things. And I'm like, all right. So I could do that, too. I watch many, many things where I suspend my disbelief. And I was even willing... So there's a character that died in, like, Fast and Furious 3, or maybe 2, no, 3. Yeah. They bring her back in so 6. Just, like, from, like, zombie style? or so like, like No, like... Magic she, style. Ma- like, well, not magic, but movie magic, amnesia. So she died, but it was just amnesia? No, she. Th- everyone thought she was dead, but as it turns out, someone picked her up off the side of the road 
And the reason why we haven't seen her in the, the, the previous sequels is because... Oh, that's because ridiculous. That's like the worst excuse you could come up with. Well, I know. And guess what? That is the most believable thing about this movie. <laughs> All right, yeah, that sounds pretty bad. Right? So, I mean, I'll, I'm just... I, I, look, I'm not even going to do... Uh, th- there's a litany of scenes that are just pure impossible, okay? <laughs> but I'm not the only one that's noticed this. So I was talking to some of my friends. Uh, I don't know if... Well, I mean, isn't the whole thing about being impossible anyways? I mean, it's not... No, but no, but here's the thing. There are limits to impossibility. You know what I'm saying? I watched another movie called Monsters, okay? Yeah. It was about giant monsters in Mexico. I felt that that movie was more believable than (laughs) Fast and Furious 6. It was more thought through. Yeah, so that's exactly the way I I feel. So, anyway, um, the... So there's a scene at the okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ruin it. I don't care. Do you care? No. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler Hashtag alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so. We got to live tweet that. At the end of the movie, the there's like a getaway scene, okay, and it yeah. has to deal with a cargo plane, okay. So the plane's already in motion. And look, we're not even talking. There's other scene. There's other things that are just completely ridiculous. Yeah, this as well. is just like the. This is like the the coup de on the cake. Yeah, um, the, the 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 plane's moving, and they're like, "Oh, quick, get on!" So the bad guys get on the plane, right? So yeah. then the good guys are like following behind, and then like they get on the plane, and then in the meantime, there's like all these other cars that are with the good guys trying to like shoot these metal cables, okay? For the plane? For the plane to like, uh, there's essentially flaps on the wings that they're trying to like hitch. Oh. So that it'll hold it down like this so the plane can't get the, the loft or glide to get up in the air. Okay, the scene lasted... Okay, this is a huge plane, by the way. The scene lasted, I think, like 18 minutes. The plane was on the runway, moving down the runway 18 minutes. Or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, well, it may be not 18 minutes. But anyway, I was like, that was like... In my mind, I'm like... I kept saying in my head, like, how long is this runway? How long is this runway? I'm not the only one. I went online, my friend said, hey, dude, I saw this thing. Someone calculated it. They got an, uh, <laughs> they like, like an, air, like an engineer, an aircraft engineer. The plane was on the runway for 27.86 miles. So that, that <laughs> last scene, the plane was on the runway for 27.86 miles. Like, that That's a pretty was, long runway. That, there is no runway. It's like Daytona. They ran around Daytona like seven <laughs> times. And like they were like, we can't get the speed. We, it's like they it's like they should have had the speed like 500 feet into this thing. Yeah. So anyway, that like, and then at the end, and then at the very end. So the plot of the movie is very simple. The at the end of the last movie, they had a heist where they made a lot of money, and the the Rock. By the way, I love the Rock. I love Vin Diesel. I think they're great presence on the screen. I wouldn't say they're great actors, but I like their presence. I like when they're on the screen. They're likable actors. Like, when you see them, you like them. And if the story's, like, even marginally good, the movie will succeed. It's like... like Bruce... it's, an, it's an actor movie, not a story movie. No. It's not a story movie. It's just... Well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. It's, like... I mean, instance, I feel like that's kind of how, uh, you know, the hangover and all that is, too. The story's, like, super not important. It's just, like, pretty much the actors. Yeah. Well, even, like... Here's the thing. I believe the hangover more than I do I believe Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> But no, like Bruce Willis. I feel like the story could be subpar, but he will make he will make the product better. Uh, that's the way. I, yeah, 
Uh, and I feel The Rock does that. Like, The Rock, like, I watched Escape from Witch Mountain. That sounds not good, but I don't know it. It's like a kid's movie. It's like a kid's movie. Two little kids, they got to escape. You know, I watched that because The Rock was in it. And I watched the sequel because The Rock was in it. Right? I will do that for The Rock. Hey, and I will... Yeah, go ahead. Of not good movies. Oh, don't bring it up. It's not time yet. You don't think so? No, no. We got to finish this rock thing because it's really. I mean, it's really important. The the at the here's the last thing about Fast and Furious Six is that the, the at the bend they've been in exile, right? They're in these non-extradition treaty countries, and they're living yeah. in like mansions on the ocean. Okay. Wait, this is still Fast and Furious. Yeah, that's how the movie starts. And then the rock comes and he's like. We need you for one job, and I'll get you back into the U.S. You know, <laughs> and and then they get their pardons at the end of the movie because they successfully capture this guy and blow up the plane and blah blah blah. And the whole, then they they're like he's like, what do you want? You did it. You captured the thing. He's like, like, and he's like, he sends out a, like a four-digit number, like one two seven seven. Vin Diesel says that, and. And 1277 or whatever that number is the address of his, like, home in the middle of, like, the not the ghetto, but, like, not the nice part of L.A. It's not like Beverly Hills or Bel Air. It's just, like, some run-down home with a garage in the back. And they're like, isn't it great to be back in L.A. and have a garage behind me where I could tune my cars and we could be all together? And in my mind, I'm like, that's nowhere near as good as a mansion on a Greek island or wherever the hell you are in some non-extradition con- you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, yeah, that's ridiculous. Anyway, alright, look, let's, th- that's it. Let, I, well, let's keep on, let's do it. Review roulette. Let's do it. Let's just go right into it. So, yeah. Review roulette. That's, enter the... <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just act out all the graphics. <laughs> <Yeah>. So... <laughs> So last week, everyone, if you do not know what Review Roulette is, each week, uh, Fresher and Parlance, that's Jeremy and myself, we, uh, we randomly select a movie from the Netflix library and review it the following week. We well, like it's ca- random based on, um, on genre anyways. Yeah, so yeah, we pick a genre, we randomly select a movie, and we do it on air so you too could follow at home and watch the movie with us and watch the review and see if you agree with and us. And also, it's... More of a talking about than a review, but we are going to uh, have a final final answer of the review more so than we have in previous ones. That is correct. So, this week, we are reviewing Prototype X28A. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I found out that, that in Canada and other countries, it's just called Prototype. They left the letters out. Yeah. And the letters also, first note... Didn't really have anything to do with the story. Was <laughs> <Nothing>. never mentioned. <laughs> frankly, like maybe I, it was there, but I frankly I have a lot and nothing to say about this movie. <laughs> so, what was your overall take on the the you know? Okay, what are some talking points that you ta- might have about this movie? Okay, first off, there's a scene. Or, all right, here's the only thing I liked about the movie. I thought the lighting was okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, the the quality, I mean, it was totally, like, sub-VHS quality, and, like, it just reminded me of, like, um, the Mad Max or something. It was like that, except for less cool. Oh. 
I so I had hopes like you know sometimes you watch a bad movie like a bad sci-fi movie and you you're like this could be funny in like an ironic way like it could be good like in a bad way like it's bad but it's good I couldn't get that from this I didn't get that from this movie it, it was just really it was really boring and the music the music was ridiculous they had like the same music through the whole thing and it didn't like build anything so it sounded so here's how I imagined that, that movie being scored. Um, they went to, like, a Walmart. <laughs> yeah. They found, like, a Casio in, like, the back toy aisle, and they had somebody with, like, a VHS, like, combo deck thing. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. remember those little 19-inch TVs? They plugged in the, the TV in the back room, and they just had, they just put, they, put, they like, did, like, you know, you, right there, you, come here. I, I need you to play this while I, I hit play. Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, it didn't even matter what it was. It was just like, just do some slow notes. Make it, like, uh, suspenseful or something. Yeah. Um, that was pretty pretty dumb. And this is the first movie I've ever watched in my life, in my life, that I could not identify one actor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Also, well, I had, like, at the very beginning, it did seem kind of cheesy, but I liked the, the overall story sounded okay at the beginning with the titles. Another point, though, way too much reading. Like, pretty much all key plot points were on old computer screens with really crappy fonts that was really hard and too fast. And, like, A's looked just like R's. Yeah, I know. All the letters looked, like, it was really hard to read. And, I had to pause it several times. Like, if you, if you, like, were not invested in watching this, you would not understand the story. <laughs> Well, I didn't. First off, I was I did pay attention. I'm not gonna lie; it knocked me out for about 15 minutes. I fell asleep for 15 minutes. And by the way, I wasn't even tired. I watched <laughs> another movie after this movie, and I was like wide awake. So like yeah. this. So here's the thing: the computer program, by the way, when when that Laura Croft looking woman. Oh know, yeah, I, was, I know. Everyone said that she looked like Laura Croft. She did she, pretty much. And she had. She was always so sweaty. Like, why was she so sweaty? It was always like. Her and little... the keyboard noises totally didn't match her typing. She'd be <laughs> on two keyboards at the same time and whatever, and it was like, that was super ridiculous. So, and anyway. I wasn't even sure who, like, the characters were not laid out well, because I was kind of thinking maybe that was the one who was like, I don't know. I couldn't tell. Okay. Like, I'm, let's, we could get into the plot, because I, I do feel that's important. I just want to say one more thing. There was a, you're right. On the computer screen, the green, the green typing... But there was like step the step one, the step two, and step three. It was like, what? Why would a computer program lay out the steps in that manner? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then step three was all secret. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. What's step three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I didn't. So here's the thing. At the beginning, it had promise. There's this person who's getting murdered by like this robot guy. Yeah, and, and the story was kind of okay. Like, I mean, the 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 overview with the Star Wars type text. But then it went, there was like, it was completely confusing. I had no idea that the guy they turned into the prototype was, was that was his, like, lover or soulmate. I just thought he fantasized about her, and he had that weird computer program. I know, it was totally, like, future porno that was ridiculous. <laughs> and then there was another, and that girl inexplicably, who was, like, the last Omega, which, by the way, I didn't realize until the very end of the movie that she was, like, the actual last, the baby from the beginning. Like, there was no... Well, they didn't explain that the... 
I, I did realize, I was looking, I knew that it was going to be the 20 years ahead and that it would be her, but I thought maybe it was the computer girl, not the, like, um, you know, weirdo girl. But that's my point. They never said anything. They never... No, they totally didn't. And then I... they had that whole protector subplot thing. That was dumb. Oh, but, but wait. How are they still around? I... First off, like, it didn't make sense to me that they were the government either. Like, that was a pretty shitty government. And there's, like, no cities left. She's like, but what, there are no cities. <laughs> and, oh, and also, the last Omega, right? Like, what about her, like, weird outfit, the whole movie? Like, this silvery bra thing? I know, but it had, like, a cut-up t-shirt underneath it. And it then, oh, okay, and, and then one scene that I want to call out that I didn't quite get. There was four dudes, yeah. and they opened the scene with one dude on top of her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, and then, was was it was she a prostitute? She was, was she, yeah, she was totally or was she trying to get raped? some chip or something. She was prostituting herself. And then when he, and then he, he's, she's like, I ain't letting you on me if you don't have no rubber. And I then know. he's like, you know what I'm talking about? And then the dude, like, he's like, here, use mine. And he pulls it off and, like, gives it to the other dude. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> and some other review that I read, like, the guy said, like, yeah, that's when I stopped watching it. I did not finish this movie. <laughs> and then, okay. The whole, yeah, the, the fighting was horrible, too. I mean, the fighting was after that, but it was, like. Oh, oh, okay. First off. The, there was a lot of neck cracking and spine cracking. Yeah. And it, oh. and it... <laughs> Speaking of sound effects, whenever like the the main robot guy was around or whatever, they always played that like video game like the noise or whatever. But it didn't match anything. It just happened. <laughs> it was it, it was a train wreck. It was a complete train wreck. And the, oh wait, there was another scene. Inexplainable. They the the guy who becomes the prototype, this wheelchair yeah, bound the wheelchair dude. guy. Yeah. Which he's... I also didn't realize till way later. And how's he surviving? <laughs> this dystopian future, like, he would not survive. He was fighting those guys in the wheelchair and, like, I... kind of beating them. <laughs> he did. He took out the first one, and then they finally were like, fuck you, you're in a wheelchair, and they, like, threw him down and then started kicking him. Yeah, and then he was still okay, even though they, like, blatantly killed several other people. <laughs> and then, wait, there's another scene that needs to be talked about that makes no sense. The gambling scene. Oh, yeah, I know. What was that scene? It was like a super weird subplot that didn't matter. That whole guy didn't matter. The, the brother or the stepbrother? Yeah, but he wasn't. He was just like they were pretending or whatever. And how about when he shot the arrow at the beginning in that weird church? He shot the arrow, went into the gun barrel, and like... Yeah, and what's up with him and his bow and arrow? He only had one arrow ever. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, I thought it was dumb, too. That proto, The main robot guy... Like, he was all extra bulletproof and totally invincible, and then they just come up and, like, they're punching him, and it's, like, totally working. And then that guy totally shoots him with the bow and arrow, and that works, too. Even though these, like, hardcore guns, like, were not phasing him at all. All right. I, I want to... All right. Again, about this prototype guy. At the end, this weird dreadlock guy... By the way, no explanation for that guy. He shows up in the beginning. He's, like, sleeping on a curb... And like so someone those were the protector guys that were the sub thing or whatever. So they were supposed to protect that girl because they knew she was the last Omega. Oh, I get it now. But they was still dumb. I mean, they didn't explain about him at all. 
oh, that makes sense. They were protecting her. And then at the end, she's like, let him live. Let him live. I know, and then straight up kills him. <laughs> no, like, he had, she's like, let him live. And they, the, the, she, the guy's like, fine. And then the robot turns around and literally just snaps his neck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, oh, oh. I think the, the overall part that totally was the dumbest was that at the very end, so you know the the, ro- the guy who turned into the robot, like, you know, is in love with that chick or whatever, but then she's like, you know, he's holding her by the neck, about to kill her, and she's like, no, remember me, remember the thing, and he has, like, the flashbacks from, like, thinking of her. He totally doesn't stop. The guy with the bow and arrow comes behind him and, like, shoots him in the hand or something. He turns around and he's like, remember me, like, Sebastian or whatever the guy's name was. He totally remembers him and is like, oh, no, I'm doing something wrong. He didn't remember it for the chick that he was in love with, but he was fine for this other random dude he helped get some processor or something. That was dumb. Dumb. And then he rips off his helmet. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't realize that those tubes and stuff like all went into his neck. I mean, I don't think that it's probably just for like costume uh, convenience. Um, one other thing, when they, when the, 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 the guy who's getting converted to the prototype, yeah. I don't know if you caught this or not, but when they, when he was in that little chamber thing and he was naked and he had yeah. this, li- he had this little cod piece on. Oh yeah, no! <laughs> that was ridiculous! There's so many, so much pubes. <laughs> They're like, that whole scene was, that whole scene was like totally unnecessary. They just cut to a bunch of him shaking and like, that thing. And then, like, you know, weird screens. and It was, like, five minutes of that. It was ridiculous for his, like, conversion. And speaking of that, too, the very, very last scene is that Laura Croft doctor chick in one of those pods, too. Like, you know, maybe she's going to be the next one or whatever. Okay, right. I didn't get that. Like, I didn't know anyone could be a prototype. I thought it had to be, like, there was a list, and it was, like, deceased, 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 deceased. And this handicapped guy was, like, the last person on the list. So... I, I, I don't understand that plot either. I know, no, it just, it didn't make sense because, like, because they show her the very last scene was, like, her opening her eyes because they wandered in there for some random reason. Uh, yeah, this movie... It was really bad. It was, it, it, is, it is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Another thing that I noted was, uh, with this whole dystopian future, no cities, it seems like they have no industry at all. Everyone's just, like, given up and they're just living or whatever, where are they getting all these cigarettes? Everyone's smoking cigarettes all the time. <laughs> all the time. Everyone was smoking cigarettes. And they were not like rolled cigarettes. They were like nice cigarettes. I think I saw Paul Mall written on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I, you know what? I was, I, I really had, I had, I thought for a moment at the beginning, and despite the really bad sound effects and the really bad score, I thought maybe it just suffered from lack of budget, but maybe it's a gem, like a jewel of the ru- in the rough, like, like whatever, like a diamond, yeah. a straw, or whatever, the, the, that word, the, the phrase that everyone says, like a diamond in the rough. But it was not. It was a, it was a piece of shit. It was, like, shit. really bad. Yeah. And, it, like, I don't even think any of their ideas were original. Um, it was, like, the... Was it, like... I guess it was sort of, like, RoboCop meets something... I don't know. It, I mean, the Matrix, like, he had that thing in the very beginning. He plugged the thing, and I was I like, know, oh. yeah, yeah. I was like, that was in the Matrix. Maybe the Wachowski brothers got it from this thing. Maybe there's hope. But there I, know, no. I mean, I don't, the Matrix also, I don't think, was that original. 
but at least the Matrix was like. No, it was cool. I like the Matrix. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Oh man. So, all right, you ready? You ready for some? Yeah, we gotta pick another one. Which genre? Well, no, we gotta give a number review for this thing. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Out of ten, one to ten. One to ten. And uh, five was that if it's over five, you'd watch it again, and if it's under five, you definitely wouldn't watch it again. That is correct. And I'm. This is I. I don't think you could give a zero. I don't think it's possible to give a zero, but because yeah, I don't I, think so. But I'm gonna go as close to zero as you could go, within like reason. 0. 0.5. Like it's a 0. 0.5 movie. Pretty low. There's no. There's very little redeeming qualities to this movie. Um, like there was no like boobies to like look at. There was no anything. There was there was no boobies. Yeah, sometimes like you could like oh well. There was I'm... boobs. But there was no. They were not exposed. They, yeah, there was. There was one scene. Wow, I totally missed that. Did you miss that? That must have been the 15 minutes that you were sleeping. Yeah. Because there's one part where they're fantasizing about that if that dude had his legs back, that he'd be getting with this chick, and then like he has this dream thing or whatever. Yeah, that's still not moving me from a point five. No, no, it's not worth it. Yeah, no point five. I'm gonna have to give it a. I mean, I'm gonna stick with non. Divisible points, but I'm gonna give it a two. A two? Just because a two. Oh, but you gave two last week. You gave two to that Molly Ringwald movie. This movie. I was. was I was, I had mentioned before. I actually like this movie better than the one last week. That is crazy. Because I mean, the one last week, maybe it was like better, like like it had more like technical things that were good about it, and maybe like the actors or whatever. But it was less interesting to me. I had a harder time watching last week's than I did this week's. Um, I... It, it, I've never... Like I said, I will... Any day, if you said, Peter, you have to choose between <laughs> In the Weeds and Prototype X-29A or whatever, X-28A, Yeah. Uh, there will be 100 out of 100. I think that the main reason is, like... um. I like the setting of movies, and besides the story, the setting was kind of okay in this movie. It was like and a the, construction site. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like you know standard, uh, you know, yeah, like dystopian future type thing. But and the technology stuff was ridiculous. Like that, he had to put that thing in his mouth for some sort of virtual reality thing, and like their uh, all their keyboards and whatever they were like that was kind of entertaining. Just their their set stuff. I like that better than the, the super boring average restaurant where it's just a bunch of dumb drama stuff that's pointless. So did you read anything about the the writer, director, producer of this of this movie? I well I read some review I read a review of his review. I didn't actually read his review. But they were saying that like um he you know, he must have written his own review because it was, like, super talking highly of him and that he, like, was really good at stuff, but they were clowning on him. For you're, talking about his, you're talking about his bio, right? Yeah. I So I, I also saw that review, but I read his bio well before then because I, I always love to read about, like, you know, what this person project was involved. Like, yeah. who's involved in the project? Did they go on to do better things? Like, was this an early... I like to do that. And I read this guy's bio. I literally, I like, little... Like, I little 
balls of spit shot out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was like a... Yeah, it got like a spit, a spit take. So, yeah. so this guy has been producing and or directing and or writing movies since like 1982, okay? Yeah. He has produced since 1982 82 movies. What? 82 movies? Is that true? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Produced 82. He's also directed, I think, like, uh, 19. And he's written 24. This guy is a factory. That's crazy. And I think it's his production company. I think he lives in Bulgaria. Oh, really? Oh, that makes it way better. He gets a little bit of props. Right, so I, I was thinking about this. Like, if I was this guy, like, if I were writing and directing and producing all these movies, even if they were a piece of crap, like, yeah. I think I'd be pretty pumped. I know, I mean, it's like quantity over quality. I mean, that's something, I guess. Um, so, not only did he write his bio, but he wrote in trivia for himself. He wrote in his own trivia, too? That's he, kind he, of awesome. No, it's not as awesome as he wrote in his own personal quotes. <laughs> I like, wouldn't do that. I did that on Facebook. For instance, one of his personal quotes is, that take was a little gay. <laughs> or, how about this one? It's time to cowboy up on this next scene. Or, shoot the rehearsal. Film is cheap. Time is what costs money. Oh, that's, that's, that's a very... Uh... Good quote. There anyway, was a lot of uh, there was a lot of gay undertones in the movie, by the way, too. There was, and like even when he was doing that fantasy machine. Yeah, there was like a dude popped up, and then those uh, guard guys when uh, the prototype killed him, the other guy went over and like was totally like, oh, that was my lover. Ah, see, I thought that I thought that was like a spiritual moment. I don't think so because also when they walked in the bar and there were like the, totally the prostitutes there. And they were all like, you want to tie me up or something? And then they were like, oh, whatever, fags. <laughs> it was, it was kind of comical. Uh, I just want to point out one more thing. This guy's a Pacific Northwesterner. He's what? He's from the Pacific Northwest. Wait, I thought you said he's in Bulgaria. That's where he resides and makes his movies, but he was born in Portland, Oregon. Really? He's Oregon. from here? No, That's he's funny. Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. That's okay. That makes sense. And, uh, he... <laughs> and um, his father was a a senior circuit judge in, huh. Mul- in Multnomah County. So, yeah, I mean, really, I mean, look, for just in terms of, like, film history, just to know about this guy, to, to know that these movies are being made and he's still producing movies after, like, 20 years, 80 <laughs> movies, that's amazing. I kind of want to be in one of his movies. Well, if you, if you must know, he will, he frequently casts his son... And people he knows in roles, and 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 I think if you want to, if you literally want to make a movie, you could just call him up, and he'll probably make it for you. Like he'll, you just give him some money, and he'll <laughs> he'll like produce it and do all the stuff that you. I think that's how it's done. Because the more, the main actor that sounds pretty cool. The main actor of Prototype or whatever it said introducing John Skelsorazza something some name. Yeah. That 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 guy was the executive producer on the movie, and usually the executive producer on the movie for something like this is just they're the ones that fund it. Yeah, yeah. That's so I, I mean, That's my image of an executive producer. Right, so I think the actor was just like, he was maybe some rich guy's like, I love acting. I'm just going to like pay this guy in Bulgaria to make a movie and put me in it. Well, 
I want to make a movie that I would rate higher than two, but maybe only like three. I have a feeling that I can I can make a movie better than this movie. I think I could too. I mean, just using like basically a, a iMovie or whatever. Using an iPhone camera. This is like a, I'm not gonna. This is not a challenge, and I do not accept it. I know, but we are. We're hoping to make short skits in the future. There will be some short on our show. Just a little tease there. A little. I like that. This is my tease. My tease uh, motion. Is it, this is this a little more of a tease? I'm gonna tease you. Maybe that's more of a tickle. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, I don't know, let's let's pick a new movie. Let's we gotta pick a new movie. What's the genre? Do you want to stay with sci-fi? Uh, okay. I don't want. Yeah. Well, I mean, wait. What are the genres? Uh. <laughs> Maybe we should do children and family. I do, all right, but I'm not doing Veggie Tales. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do Children and Family. Okay, yeah, sci-fi fantasy. Um, sci-fi and fantasy. Do you want to do a subgenre of sci-fi Ooh, and fantasy? Or? Let's see what, what are they. There's foreign fantasy, sci-fi adventure, sci-fi cult, classics, sci-fi drama, sci-fi horror, sci-fi thriller, action sci-fi and fantasy, alien sci-fi. How about a uh, fantasy? Fantasy, okay. That's... Just, yeah, it sounds maybe like it'll be ridiculous. I'm clicking. Clicking choose random on fantasy sci-fi. Oh my god, this looks ridiculous. Alright, what did you get? I got my future boyfriend. Prompted by the discovery of an ancient Roman novel, Pax, an archaeologist from the from a future world devoid of all emotion travels 1,000 years back in time to 2011 to learn about love from books per, from from the book's perky author. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Netflix 3.3. 76 right. minutes, though. It's short. That is really short. Okay, so I got The Pit and the Pendulum. Classmates reunite at the funeral of their friend each one relates a version of the story which led to his death. Interwoven, these stories slowly peel away the mysterious nature of their relationships. I feel like that sounds more like a real movie. Mine sounds more ridiculous. Yours is... My rating is a 2.0. Really? This one's 3.3. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to vote for mine. This is like... For being random, this is a very uh, democratic process. <laughs> mine is, I believe, a Korean movie. Oh, really? That I, makes it sound cooler. It's a, I think it's Korean, although I'm not sure. Young Sung Son. Yeah, it's a Korean movie. Sang Dong Bae. Um, uh, okay, let's go with yours. What do you think? Yeah, let's go for it. But though, I'm gonna... this is, it's a, yeah, okay. So, the movie is My Future Boyfriend. My Future Boyfriend. This might qualify even as a romantic comedy. I know. I guess, kind of. But it's it's fantasy. Okay, my future boyfriend. Everyone, if you're watching, we don't have any viewers right now, but if you want to participate in Review Roulette, we have selected the movie. It is my future boyfriend. We will be and we reviewing... also, we have to put it on the comments thing, so... Because even I have trouble, like, when I want to find out which one to watch, actually finding it. Well, I'm going to post it on our Facebook page. Because we have a Facebook page now. We do That's have a... right, everybody. Yeah. We have a Facebook page, and if you want to leave comments on our Facebook page... By all means, leave a comment on our page. Also, if uh, we'll be randomly, I think, posting some um, 
articles or things that we find interesting on the Facebook page. Um, yeah. So uh, by all means, you could watch our show there. You can watch our show on Google Hangouts Live every Thursday. You can also go. That's to happening right now. Right now, and this is can, live. <laughs> and you can also go to uh, YouTube channel, The Fresher and Parland Show, and watch our show and the history uh, of uh, you know the back catalog of our episodes. If you're just tuning in and want to see what's going on in the past, and uh, click right here to subscribe. Yeah, I'm right. Not going to put an right icon there. there. Why yeah. not? Just do it. All right, maybe it's over here. Maybe is that where it is? Maybe. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, anything else you wanted to, to? Oh, you know what? I did want to follow up on one thing, and we always do this, and, and we'll make this quick. Last week we had a bit of an argument about um, the best-selling consoles. Of oh all yeah, time. I know. I was wondering if we were going to bring out the console console yeah. argument. Yeah. So last week, by the way, Atari. It never. You were right. Atari smashed. The, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. It smashed? I'm, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, vice versa. The Nintendo... Oh, yeah. Nintendo I know, yeah. Atari was never that big. It was just, like, the first one. I mean, it served, like... It served like it, it sold, like, 34 million units. But it, like, wasn't... That, like, whole industry hadn't taken off yet. Right, so... <clears throat> um, the Nintendo uh, sold, I think, like, 84 million consoles. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Cons- I mean, the argument... I mean, I still think that the classic NES is the most iconic console of all gaming, even though it's not the best-selling, which is the PS2. Right, and that's what I was going to get. The number one sales, um, the number one best-selling console is the PS2. Of all time. Of all time, and it's like 200 million. It's Actually, I take that back, 155 million. Um, The next most popular console. If you don't count handhelds, which I do, but you do not... I don't count handhelds. Those don't count as a console. DS is the number one handheld system, and it's just behind um, the PlayStation 2. It's like 155 to 154. And then the next most popular console is the PlayStation, and then the Wii. And the Wii... Really? The Wii is... Oh. The Wii is the third most popular home console. There's more Wiis sold than Xbox 360s? Yes. That's interesting. By 20 million. I guess it's way cheaper. Yeah, and it had a lot of, you know, grandmas were buying the Wii. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it had a larger audience. That was their whole thing during the time was, it was like breaking in not just the gamer, it's for everyone. Right, so the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 both sold 80 million each. The Wii sold 100 million each. So if you were going to look at that generation of console, the Wii actually outsold, it was the winner. It outsold both of them. Yeah. Um... But, uh, but yeah. nobody's using their Wii anymore. No, my Wii has ne- was I I I was I had bought it day one from the Nintendo store. Me too. In no, New actually, I I waited in line for one, but there was only like three at the place, and like I was like fifth in line, so I didn't get it. So I waited the next weekend and also didn't get it. I had to wait and like three times to get it, and it was snowing in the snow. So I I pre-ordered mine from the Nintendo World Store in New York City. That's cool. And I was able to walk through. There was lines around the block. Yeah. Around the block. I was able to bypass all those lines, and I was like, suckas! And I walked right in and walked right out with my Nintendo World bag, with my Wii console, my extra nunchuck, my Wiimote. Oh, yeah. So when I waited in line the first time, I just bought the the Wiimote only because, like, 
I could get it, and I thought, oh, I can play my friends anyways. I'll bring my own because it's cool. <laughs> you could save your you could save your characters on it. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we was pretty cool at the time. We did play it a lot. It's crazy that like sports was like totally number one. Like that's the, like the only game I really ever played on it. So okay, interesting. Let's this this will truly be the last topic. Do you consider this is a uh, best-selling games of all time? Do you feel like bundled titles should count? Uh, I don't, because it didn't sell or whatever. It seemed, it came with it. I mean, it's like counting the um the OS for the game, basically. But would you say, like, for instance, like Super Mario Brothers was a system seller? I think people were buying, like, Wii Sports was That's a true. system seller. People were buying the Wii not because it was like it was neat and it was cool, but people loved the bowling. Yeah, I know the bull. Yeah, bowling was the one that I played the most. It is dumb that only bowling and golf saved your scores for four players. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't. So like, those are the only ones we ever played like in a group. So FYI. The guess, take a guess what the number, the three, the three most popular video games sold are. Including consoles, right? It's everything. Just what do you think it is? So Wii Sports then. That's, num- that's number one, 80, 83 million. And because it came with a console and that was the, like one of the top consoles. And uh, I can't think of what other ones would, maybe like one of the, I just uh, I just said it. I literally just said it. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention to this boring show. Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> yeah, that was bu- Brothers. bundled with the Nintendo Entertainment System, is the number two. That's and, surprising. Well, so that means that they're both Nintendo. That's just their strategy is, like, bundle it and then sell a bunch. Like, it's the same statistic. Guess what number three is? Whatever came with one of the other Nintendos? Correct. Tetris, which we talked about last oh, yeah. week. On a, uh, yeah, Tetris makes sense. That, wait, that didn't come with Game Boy, did it? Yeah, it did. It came with the Game Boy. Tetris was the game that came with... A Tetris made the Game Boy. Yeah, the original I, I, Game Boy. I thought I had to buy it separate. But yeah, that did totally make the Game Boy. I feel like that was like the quintessential Game Boy game. That and Castlevania. That was my second favorite game. So it's interesting. Now that I look at this... like. Number one is is a Nintendo game. Number two is a Nintendo game. Number three is a Nintendo game. Number four, Mario Kart Wii, Nintendo game. Oh, yeah, Mario Kart, yeah. For the Wii one? That's true. Yeah, and guess what? Number five, not a Nintendo game. This is the only non-Nintendo game of the top seven games. And guess what it is? This is really interesting. I wouldn't even have known this. Is it? I I mean, I thought it would be one of those uh, first-person shooters. Like, um, not Battlefield, but the other one. It's a very recent game, and they're counting everything that it's on. They're oh, not... is it Halo or something? No, Minecraft. Oh, really? Minecraft? Right, but... The oh, thing wait, is... is it counting not just consoles, then? Yeah, PC... Well, then wouldn't Angry Birds be totally the biggest? It's not on here. Because Angry Birds, I know, is the most cross-platform game. Well, here's the thing. Doom. They're, co- they're saying PC, mobile phone, Xbox 360. So those are the three platforms they're counting. Oh, and it sold 33 million copies. I mean, that guy who invented that is a millionaire. I'm... I know, and he like it's like a super simple game too. My nephew is super into it. Li- so kids love it. Yeah, I know. It's it's basically like Legos, but for online, but like more easy than Legos. Yeah. So I listened to a podcast um, that's that's about parenting. And... Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. And... Wait. Why? And my friend does the podcast, so I, I listen to it. There were two. Oh, yeah. high, they were. I went to high school with them, so I like to listen to them. 
and uh, it's called Dadstractions. Little call out to them. And um, his son, uh, Brian, one of the, the hosts, um, is like a Minecraft addict. Wait, his son is a host? No. Brian, he's a host. Yeah. His son... Oh, I got it, yeah. Is, ...is a Minecraft enthusiast. Like, they watch YouTube videos about Minecraft. I couldn't... I, I thought that was... Like, my, um, my nephew also... Well, not Minecraft, but for Transformers. When he was really into Transformers... He'd watch YouTube videos of people just transforming their transformers and talking about stuff. And apparently, people who transform transformers on YouTube always have super heavy metal in the background, <laughs> which I thought was kind of weird. <laughs> so I think this is—I mean, this worries me about like the. Few, I mean, first off, we're on YouTube, right? But yeah. like, woo, YouTube. But the thing—the things that people watch now—it's very like uh, these unboxing videos, or like Minecraft how-to videos, or like. Transforming videos. I, f I find it like the, the this this like very niche draw. Like it's very interesting to me. Yeah, I know it is crazy. I mean, it's not even a show. It's just like I want to see someone do that. <laughs> oh, so lastly on this list for by the way it goes Minecraft, then Wii Sports Resort, New Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo DS, then Grand Theft Auto Five. That's wow, like really? That's that's cool. Then we play, then new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Like the top one, two, three, four, five. The top five, five of the top ten games are Wii titles. Yeah, I totally wouldn't have uh, realized that. And they like, to you know, it's crazy. It's like you know the Wii, like Wii U, like that's the new system. I don't have it. Um, I feel like it's totally not. A, it's like the next GameCube. Maybe it's cool, but nobody has it. And I, I feel bad. I mean, they Nintendo was like, I feel like they've they maybe lost. I don't know. It's they a had a, they had a comeback with the Wii for sure, but it was like a, it was a different market. It was, and I I like the Wii, but I trust it's it collected dust more than it it played games. At this point, yeah. I mean, like when it came out, I played it a lot. It was like the best because it was like a party console. It was really fun to play with a lot of people. Yeah, I I mean, even my mom bought a Wii. Yeah, and but they were cheaper too. She bought a Wii, and she just... I think she played it once, maybe. Like, she loved Wii Bowling. Yeah, no, it was, it's, a, it's a good game. All right, I think... Um, I, I, we're closing it out? Yeah, we're closing... I'm, I'm just looking at this list, dude. It's all Nintendo. The top, like, 20... It's, like, mostly Nintendo. It's crazy. Like, like when you think of Sonic the Hedgehog, like, that's, like, yeah. number 30, like, 28. Like, that's the first... Like Sega game on here. Everything is like Pokemon, Mario Kart. Nintendo. Oh yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon's Nintendo, huh? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So, like Brain Age. That's Who great. Did... That's great. Bra Brain Age is the twenty-first. Oh, Pokemon. that was a pretty good. I like that game. That was a good game. That's that's shocking to me. Anyway, well, I, I think that'll that'll do it for uh, the evening. If you have any comments or. Want to no, leave a comment? Weird. Yeah. Um, Go to our Facebook. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook. Put it on our YouTube channel. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. So if we ever do any uh, little skits or any extra content that doesn't make it to Which the live, we will. At Duh. some at some point, yeah, uh, you'll get notified of that because you wouldn't know if you don't. If I mean, if you're a 9 p.m. Thursday night viewer or midnight on the East Coast, um, you will you may miss out on some of our our other content. Um, and uh, I think that's it. Uh, this is this is Parlance saying good night, and this is Fresher also saying have a wonderful evening slash night. Yeah, and have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next week.
Woo!